Here we go again. A new variant. I guess it's time for us to start running around like chickens with our heads cut off again. Uh, it's maybe time for me to stop wearing Levi's jeans. And the left is showing the contempt they have for the Constitution. And no one's paying any attention. So you know what? I will. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. Just spent the, oh, great Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. So this is this is what I did during Thanksgiving. So on Wednesday, Josie and I, I already said this, we bought 40 pounds of, of ribs. Well, in Mexico, my... Josie's brother doesn't have an oven, so I had to cook the uh, ribs on Wednesday. So I get up early Wednesday. I do the podcast. If you remember, I almost didn't do it. I go. I go to her place uh, at about 10 a.m., 11 a.m., somewhere around there, and then I soak the ribs in barbecue sauce. So I do that. So about 11, about six hours. I let the I let the ribs just sit sit in barbecue sauce so around seven six o'clock i sit back and then i start cooking them now josie's stove is not huge so i couldn't fit all 40 pounds so i had to do two uh, i had to do two um i had to do two rotations so i went in there stuck those barbecues uh, stuck those ribs in there cooked them for two and a half hours each finished around 12 o'clock then we get up at five o'clock in the morning Traveled four hours to Mexico. No issues with coming in, getting out. They didn't ask us for COVID cards or anything like that. I mean, they did search us for drugs and stuff like that. Well, that was weird. I've never seen that before. I mean, they popped us open and everything. We did go come back home on Saturday night at midnight, so that probably had something to do with it. But we had a good time over there. Uh, it's a very... It's a, There's not a lot to do in San Luis Rey del Colorado, I think it's what it's called. But we had a great time. We had ribs. <coughs> there was ham. We didn't have turkey. There was ribs, ham. Um, we had stuffing. Uh, stuffing tasted kind of weird. We had a lot of stuff. It was it was it was a lot of fun, and we spent some time, drank a lot. It was it was it was good times. It was really good times. The worst part of well, I maybe it wasn't the worst part of it. Could have been the best part of it, worst part of it. Um, my phone, no service. Zero service. Frickin' Verizon. I got down there, not a lick of service on my phone. Now, I'm thinking it's my phone because my tablet's through Verizon and it was working fine. But not a lick of service on my phone. So I basically went three and a half days without any phones. I couldn't make phone calls. I couldn't make texts. I couldn't look at the news. And you know what? That was okay. That was okay. I The only thing, I, I wish I had brought a jacket. It was cold. I had to buy a jacket. But over there, it costs, you know, it's 20 pesos to the dollar. So it costs like $4 to buy a jacket down there. But that was good. Okay, so let's get to the news. I, again, I hope you guys had a, a great uh, a great holiday. I read some, of course, I read the Washington Post and the New York Times, and of course they were bashing the holiday. If it wasn't for the fact the holiday's over, I would have read some of these opinion pieces. As December comes about, I'm sure I'm going to be reading, I'm going to read a lot of opinion pieces uh, smashing Christmas. We'll, we'll do that. 
there's I'm probably gonna do a a video cast on a commercial I just saw, but we'll get to that. All right, so here we go again. We got another variant, another China virus variant. Yay! You know what? This is never gonna end. There's always gonna be a China virus variant. So I don't know. This is something like the ninth or tenth, and I'm not kidding. It is up there, up to nine or ten. A few of the variants were not really heavy. This variant variant is called Omicron. Kind of a strange variant. It was found um, in South Africa earlier this month. I've looked up the variant. So basically, from the World Health Organization website, and here's some of the here's some of the things that the website actually says if you want to if you want to go go to dumbasses talking politics there there's the website they really don't say too much so uh here and this is from their website so the tag dash ve was convened on 26 november 2021 uh that's just a an organization or a group that a committee that sits there and to assess the sars cov 2 variant b All right. It was first reported on uh, November 24th, 2021. Preliminary evidence suggests an increased risk of reinfection with this invariant as compared with other Vox. In other words, as this (coughs) virus is mutating, it's just becoming more transmissible. All right, that, that's not a bad thing. It's the cold is transmissible. That's a virus. You can't do anything with that one. Current SARS-CoV-2 PCR di- diagnostics continue to detect the variant, which means if you go get your nasal swabs, that's still going to work. As such, countries are asking to do the following. Now, this is what they recommend. Enhance surveillance and sequencing efforts. Better understand the circulating, c- circulating cars, SARS-CoV-2 variants. In other words, keep testing. And then see how many people actually have this variant. Submit complete genome sequences and associated metadata to publicly available database such as JSAD. So in other words, you find that variant, report it, just like they did with Delta. Report initial cases clusters associated with the BOC. In other words, do tracing. Where capacity exists in coordination with international community, perform field investigations and laboratory assessments to improve the understanding of potential impacts. Okay. In other words, uh, they're looking for severity. They're looking for uh, effectiveness on social measures like masking, uh, diagnostics, immunity, people who may be immune. Uh, They want antibody research you know, relevant statistics that they can use to determine some of this stuff. Other things it says, individuals are reminded to take measures to reduce their risk of COVID, including proven public health and social measures, such as wearing well-fitted masks. Actually, that's never been proven. There is, a matter of fact, there have only been two studies, one from Vietnam and one out of somewhere in Northern Europe, I want to say Holland, that says that masks really don't do anything, hand hygiene, physical distancing, improving ventilation of indoor spaces, avoiding crowded spaces, and getting vaccinated. In other words, they're not telling you to do anything different than they were telling you to do before. They include references to follow. Both references are the uh, point to the rules for the previous 
variants, including Delta. There's nothing new about this. We don't know anything about this variant. Um, the WHO knows nothing about this variant. Anthony Fauci knows nothing about... Well, Anthony Fauci knows nothing about anything, except you can probably catch it easier. That's all we really know. In other words, this thing is the flu. It's a cold. Now, there one person that does know something about this variant is a Dr. Angelique Kotze, a member of the South African Medical Association, who was the one that actually reported this new variant back on November 18th. She saw that it was the China virus, but it did not behave in the same way as the other variants, including Delta. But she does have tidbits of information. Let's listen to what she had to say. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area, and one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We acknowledge that it might change going forward. But the hype that's been created currently out there in the media and worldwide doesn't correlate with the clinical picture. Um, and it doesn't warrant to just cut us off from any traveling and ban South Africa as if we are the villains in the whole process. It should not be like that. In other words, people are getting case of the mild flu mild case of the flu. She said in another statement that a lot of the symptoms that people were complaining about, for example, severe coughing, uh, loss of taste, they're not seeing that. So, and by the way, as a virus matures, as it starts changing, mutating, they typically become less deadly. I had to look this up to make absolutely sure I wasn't spreading misinformation, but it's true. The virus is designed that way. It doesn't want to kill the host. It's designed to spread. And if it kills the host, it won't spread. It wants you, the organism to live so the organism can go someplace else and spread the virus to another organism. All viruses do this. Now, there are uh, severe hemorrhagic viruses like Ebola, right? Those things actually eat your... They survive by tearing apart your internal organs. A coronavirus is a, a respiratory virus, so it, it, it basically attacks the lungs, ears, nose, and throat. But for the most part, this virus wants to stay alive. It's not going to kill the host. So one of the things she does, and she continues, she says, uh, what we have to worry about now is that older, unvaccinated people are infected with the new variant, and if they are not vaccinated, we are going to see people with severe, with a severe form of the disease. In other words, what was happening before? And we're even seeing that these vaccines are working with this variant. 
she's even suggesting if you there's one person in South Africa right now who's on a respirator because of this variant and it's an older individual again but duh people old people should probably get the shot so here's what I think's hap- here's what I think is going to happen this is going to be forever this virus is never going away this is going to be in 10 years if we're still not getting boosters and crap like that, we're still going to have to deal with this virus. It's not going to go away, but it's going to be like a cold. It's going to be like the flu is today. So, I don't know. We're going to we're going to have to see. But we got to let the overreaction begin. Never let a good crisis go to waste, said Obama progressive Rahm Emanuel. Remember that? Well, the left has reinvented Emmanuel's quote. Make a non-crisis into a crisis so we can never let a good crisis go to waste. The left is going off already. Joe Biden made a statement while vacationing. Yes, he's on vacation again in a billionaire's home in Nantucket. Some guy who gave him support. Quote, we don't know a lot about the variant except that it's of great concern. It seems to spread rapidly. And I spent about a half hour this morning with my COVID team, led by Dr. Fauci. And so that was the decision we made. Essentially, their decision is they're going to ban all travel to Africa. Um, All travel from certain African countries. Uh, That travel ban includes South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Nambia, Lesotho, Eswantini, Mozambique, and Malawi. Something that got a lot of attention on social media since Biden and Kamal... The the ban got a lot of uh, attention on social media because Biden and Kamala called Trump a racist for banning travel anywhere from China where the virus actually started. They called him nothing but a racist. And then they go out and they do the exact same thing that Trump did. But they're considered progressive and trying to save the country and helping the world. What a bunch of tools these people are. That media is so bad. Uh, So a couple things about a statement, though, is we don't know a lot about the variant, except it's a great concern. If you don't know a lot about the variant, why are you being concerned? Now, you already heard the doctor, doctor, the head of medicine in South Africa said, yeah, not so bad. So why, why is it a great concern? And here's the thing. It's not spreading rapidly in South Africa. So why is it a great concern? And one person has, I think it's less than a hundred, I think it's a hundred people that have it in South Africa, the new variant in South Africa. So it's not wildly spreading. And a lot of people are saying with this travel ban, this might not really make any difference. It's probably already here. It's probably all through Europe. It's probably in the United States. There's no reason to do this. And finally, Dr. Fauci, why does Biden continue to to, to put Dr. Fauci in there? The guy has been lo- wrong about everything. He's been lying about everything. He probably funded the research that made the virus in the first place. Why does anybody keep listening to this guy?
But that's not the only, that's not all. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed an executive order declaring a, quote, disaster emergency in the state of New York in anticipation of winter COVID-19 case increases, especially with this new virus variant. She's pre- she's basically preparing to shut down the state again. And why is she doing that? Let's let's call it what it is. At this point, it's control. It's nothing but control. She declared that all elective surgeries are to be canceled immediately. Yeah, here we go. Israel is shutting down their borders, even though they are 90% vaccinated. As a matter of fact, they're the highest vaccinated percentage in the world. I just listened to, um, no, never mind. Great Britain is re-implementing mask mandates. So here we go again. 15 days to slow the spread. It's been almost two years. And we do not seem to be any further. The science is. We have therapeutics out there. We've got vaccines. So the science is there. But politically... We're not any, we're nowhere near where we were. We're nowhere different, not different at all from where we were last two years ago. It's the same bloody thing. So, and then I I just thought this was funny. I'm not going to make a a big stink out of this because I I don't think it's a big stink. But according to Fox News, quote, the World Health Organization, WHO, confirmed it skipped the letters. (coughs) New, which is spelled N-U in, in Greek, and and Jai, Zai, Sai, excuse me, which is X-I in Greek, in naming its new COVID-19 variant, which it dubbed the Omicron variant. New is too easy to too easily confounded with new because we're stupid. N-E-W and N-U are spelled differently, but we're so stupid we, we'll think it's a new virus. And Zai was not used because it is a common last name. Okay? What common last... It's not pronounced the same. It's actually pronounced Xi. But who has the best... Who named Xi? <laughs> Xi Jinping of China. And who best practices for naming diseases suggest avoiding, quote, causing offense to any cultural, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups, end quote. A who spokesman told Fox News in a statement on Saturday. So basically what they're doing is they're renaming the virus because they don't want to insult China. That's awesome. All right, so next up. Apparently it might be time to stop wearing Levi's jeans. I had mentioned that. After the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict uh, and he was found innocent, Levi Strauss uh, had hired a trauma specialist because they thought that some of the employees might suffer PTSD or something from the thought that a child convicted child raping pedophile was killed in an attack and the guy who killed him didn't get the death penalty or something. Levi Strauss, Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. Can you imagine a bigger waste of $200,000 a year than a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer? No. Well, it's there. Elizabeth Morrison said in a letter to staff, quote, With the news that Kyle Rittenhouse was not convicted in the shooting of three individuals, two of whom lost their lives, during a racial justice protest last year, this is a difficult day for many. Of course, it wasn't a racial justice protest. It was a riot. To help promote safety, sharing, and to encourage healing, 
I'll be hosting a fireside chat and Q&A with Dr. Jamila Cordington, a licensed psychologist and racial trauma specialist. There's another waste of a psychology degree. What do you do? I'm a racial trauma specialist. Wow. Um, okay. In early December, Dr. J and I will talk about mental and physical impacts of back-to-back -back social and racial justice events and trauma coping mechanisms during our discussion. Now, I know Levi Strauss is a leftist organization. I mean, they are located in San Francisco. So, I mean, we, we pretty much know that they're a leftist organization. But I think it's rich that they are, they are such pansies considering the product they sell, they tout as cowboy rugged. You know, flying off horses and bulls and crap and the jeans can handle it. Hell, they even say on their website that you don't even need to wash the damn things. You just stick them in the freezer for an hour or two, and then they're considered clean. I mean, Levi's is the American icon for masculinity. Uh, I can't think of anything more masculine than Levi's jeans. Marlboro's used to be, but now that you can't show commercials for those. But it doesn't matter. This, this isn't the only place that's doing it. Uh, the colleges have responded negatively to the verdict also. I mean, people are banning a story about the white boy helping a black slave escape because they were naked in a raft in one scene and they said words. That's, by the way, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. So I'm not surprised the colleges are, are getting all upset. California State University Long Beach gave students and faculty the chance to attend a debriefing, quote debriefing, of the Rittenhouse acquittal, which would be attended by a bunch of psychologists and counselors. I mean, my lord. The university, Jim Milbury, told the college fix, he's probably another uh, racial trauma specialist guy over at the university. He said in an email, when there are higher profile events and issues in the public discourse, it is not uncommon for our, for our university to provide spaces for our campus community to discuss these topics. God, we need a, we need a bloody war with a common enemy to toughen these kids up. All the boys are busy wearing dresses and we're having man buns on their heads, and they can't handle little things like something that happened across the country. It is really, really, really pathetic. Speaking of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, he's suing Joy Behar and Goldie and Whoopi Goldberg of The View for sixty million dollars for defamation. I good for him. That's a start. I hope this guy ends up rich beyond all belief. And uh, Arizona State University. A bunch of leftist students want uh, Kyle Rittenhouse kicked out of the university. Apparently, he's taking online courses at Arizona State University, so he's not even in the college. He's not walking around the college. He, this poor bastard's not going to be able to walk anywhere for a very long time. He's going to have to grow a beard, change his hair color to white or something to not get noticed. But they're kicking him out of the... They want him kicked out of the university. Well, if they kick him out of the university, cha-ching, he should be suing Arizona State University. They accepted him for online courses. So we'll have to see how that all goes. Okay, 
the last story of the day is probably the longest, and I know I spent a lot on COVID, which... Remember the multiple of times I said the left doesn't care about the Constitution? And they'll just ignore the Constitution to make it to make it convenient to pull off all their unconstitutional things that they want to do? Well, they also feel they don't have to go through the amendment process to add amendments to the Constitution. And this is a serious story. And I'm really kind of surprised no one's talking about this. Uh, and it's been going on for the last year or so. You may not remember this, but the Equal Rights Amendment, or ERA, <coughs> was being pushed back in the 60s and 70s. It never became an amendment, though it was very close. And time expired. It actually expired to make an amendment. So it just kind of disappeared. So let's go over the story of the ERA. I had to look a lot of this up because I was actually a kid when the ERA finally disappeared. It disappeared in about the 80s. So let's go over the timeline for the ERA. At the time, it was a benign-sounding Nixon-era amendment that concealed an unpopular feminist agenda. Critics say it would have eroded the illegal protections of women and create constitutional rights for abortion, just as the Supreme Court was worried that, just as people were worried that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. Now, Roe versus Wade, they were worried about that being overturned way back because it was such a weakly uh, developed case. The precedence is really bad. So they were trying to sneak in through the ERA, the 28th Amendment or something, whatever it was going to be. They were trying to sneak this in to make abortion constitutional. By the way, slavery was constitutional too. So eventually that'll, that'll, they could have done that. 27th Amendment, excuse me. Uh, eventually that would have probably happened, but they, they'll, I mean, if they decide to stick the ERA in there, it would probably be overturned when we got our sense. So they tried to make this the 27th Amendment in 1972. Article 5 of the Constitution requires the following. It requires three-fourths of, uh, two-thirds of Congress to pass. So it has to go, 66% of Congress, uh, that includes the House and the Senate, have to pass it. And then three-fourths of the state, which is 38 states, have to pass it. And then it becomes an amendment to the United States. There were three, there were, uh, three people that championed this. Uh, Representative Bella Abzug, Gloria Steinem, of course, she's a lawyer. If you don't remember her, she's still out there being miserable. And Betty Friedman. They passed it. They were able to get it passed in 1971 through the House of Representatives, and they cleared the Senate in, 1970, uh, in 1972. So they already had two parts. The legislation they passed contained the time limit. That was a problem. The ERA had to be ratified within seven years. That's about 1978. The hurdle seemed insignificant. It seemed like it was going to have no problem passing. It got 30 states ratified within a year. 14 of the states within the first month of it passing. Because they sold this thing as something it wasn't. Five more states followed in 1978, right after it passed. Okay, right after it, the expiration had passed. So what they had decided to do is 
they did ex- extend the expiration to 1982. So now they were just waiting for three more states. Then you have enter Phil, a gal named Phyllis Shafly, a, a, a well-educated mother in Illinois. This gal's just a mom. She found a couple of problems with the law. First, the women's exemption from being drafted into the military. She thought you should be able to be drafted into military service. Well, this, this exempted women from being drafted into the military. She, I, I'm sorry, let me say that again. There was, it would eliminate the women's exemption. And she didn't think it was right that women be drafted into military service. Now, we haven't had a draft since the 40s, but still. Separate facilities for showers, restrooms, and college dorms, battered women's shelters, and separate prisons would be eliminated. This was a big one. And federal programs like Title IX, Social Security Benefits for Women, who worked in the home, and WIC programs, which is Women, Infant, and Children's uh, Nutritional Programs, would all be eliminated. You know, it's amazing. The Senate began to read the amendment, and then in bipartisan fashion, it just amazes me that these guys don't read what they're actually voting for. I mean, they don't do it today, and now the, the bills are a lot longer. This bill wasn't that long. This bill was a few hundred pages long. Now these bills are 24, 300 pages long, uh, 3,000 pages long. And no one, you, you expect them to read that? Anyway, so the Senate began to read this bill and they began to vote on, and it would, in bipartisan fashion, vote on removing certain pieces of text from the bill. And they did that. Now, once they start doing that, they're going to have to restart the entire amendment process. They didn't. So, five states saw what this bill actually did. Again, read the bill. And they pulled out of that bill. Those states were Nebraska, Tennessee, Idaho, Kentucky, and South Dakota. They all pulled out. They they had initially certified the bill, ratified the bill, and then they saw what the bill did and they just, they pulled right out. So this thing, it expired in 1982. It disappeared into obscurity. Never thought we'd hear about this damn bill again. Now enter the left. How, well, first off, how extreme is this amendment? Ben Johnson of Daily Wire, he wrote... Although you have likely not heard much about it in the media, the Democrats recently unveiled a plan to illegally add an element of their radical intersectional data to the text of the Constitution. The controversial amendment could eliminate all laws that recognize biological differences between men and women. It could force taxpayers to fund abortion on demand. Worst yet, their actions come decades after the left tried and failed to convince Americans to adopt the proposed amendment democratically. Right now, the House is holding hearings to make this bill an amendment, even though it didn't pass 40 years ago. They're saying the amendment is passed. Why? How? 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 Leave those five states in there, and you have 35 states that ratified the bill before 1982. 
leaving those five states that that decided to decertify the bill. All right. Nevada, a blue state, ratified the bill in 2017, illegally, mind you, because the bill's dead. Illinois followed another blue state in 2018 and Virginia in 2020. That means, according to them, if we ignore everything, we ignore the five states that decertified, and we ignore the expiration, that would make 38 states. Do you see what they're doing here? The DOJ, under the Trump administration, was petitioned to actually have this bill ratified. But they said they couldn't ratify it. It was expired. It had to go through the entire process again. The left said their argument on the five states that decertified, well, they didn't have a right to decertify. They couldn't de-ratify the bill. Because it's not in the it's not in the text of the bill. They also argued that the expiration was not in the ERA, it was in the procedure. So therefore, there was no expiration. Okay, a couple of problems there. First off, it wasn't in the bill that they couldn't decertify either. So why is it that you can say the expiration is no good because it isn't in the bill, but the bill also says you can't decertify? It doesn't say that in the ERA amendment either. So these states have a legal, a legal standing to decertify. The left also tried to sue as early as um, a couple of years ago to try and force a U.S. judge to put it into the Constitution. In March this year, the U.S. District uh, Court Judge, Rudolph Contreras, who was appointed by Obama, ruled that, quote, ratification deadline in proposing resolutions introduction is just as effective as one in the text of the proposed amendment. In other words, it doesn't matter that the expiration was in the procedural portion of the, it was in the procedural uh, writings of the amendment process. It doesn't need to be in the ERA bill itself. It's irrelevant. It's expired. So they failed. The ERA expired a long time ago. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg sat back and said that no. If she said this in 2020. No, before she died. We cannot just re-implement, we cannot just re-implement a process. She said this. How can you disregard states that said we've changed our minds? I would like to see a new beginning for the ERA's ratification. Start it from scratch. Now, she, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is pro-ERA, but she's also pro-law. So she says, it's expired. People can change their minds. States can change their minds. States have. Because the reality is, if you take those five states, the bill can't be ratified. But the left doesn't... But the left don't need to follow no stinking rules. So they, they're running this thing in... Um, they're running this thing in uh, Congress right now. In March, the House passed a resolution from Jackie Spire, who's retired, uh, retroactively, of course, uh, repeating the ERA's 1982 ratification deadline 
222 to 204. So they're basically saying, oh, we're just going to remove the uh, ratification deadline. Then in October, just last month, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform held a hearing where they said the ERA is part of the Constitution. They just said it. It's part of the Constitution. By the way, everything that they're doing is unconstitutional. You 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 can't just do you can't just vote and say it's in the Constitution. It doesn't work like the House. I mean, we're not even talking the Senate's doing this. Just the House is saying it's part of the Constitution. Then the left decided that one of their great to, left in these hearings decided to bring the big guns, Alyssa Milano. That has been who's the star boss. She testified on behalf of the ERA. So this is what she said, quote, the states have directed Congress to amend the Constitution, which is not true. And it is now the duty of Congress and the administration to get out of the way and remove arbitrary, unnecessary and shameful deadline that was cynically imposed nearly half a century ago as a poison pill. The lack of constitutional protections for anyone who is not cisgender man is a blemish on the very idea of Americanism. Question for you, what, what, what is it that a woman can use the restroom without worrying about a man being in it? That's a problem women have? Okay, continuing. The framers failed us. <laughs> the framers. Us when they did not include women in the Constitution. Congress failed us when they added a deadline for the ratification of the ERA. You, the members of this committee, have the opportunity and obligation to fix the Constitution and stop it from failing us. I love it when a has-been actress thinks she's smarter than the framers of the Constitution. But it worked. Representative Jerry Connolly, a Democrat from Virginia, said, quote, I contend, based on this testimony of Alyssa Milano, <laughs> that the ERA is now an amendment to the Constitution duly ratified by the 38th state, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Well, if Jerry and Alyssa say so, then the ERA must be an amendment to the Constitution. Now, I know this is not going anywhere. It, it's, it's not a thing. But this is communism. When we can just change laws and add laws. And it also shows the absolute disdain these people have for the Constitution. Absolute disdain. It just, it, for me, it sickens me. That's why I don't want to hear from these people about we've got to protect democracy because they're not democratic. Their democracy is communism. When they say, don't you, when, when I have a, hear a leftist say, don't you want democracy protected? Not your democracy. I want my democracy protected. Not your democracy. This this is going nowhere. It's nothing to worry about. But it's just sick. It's disgusting. And it shows how these people, they are, just don't give a damn about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They hate the country. They want to rip it apart. And that includes, the, they have to rip apart the Constitution. The Constitution is stopping them from doing what, even with the liberal judges in the courts, will go against this. They they just will go do anything they can to destroy that constitution. And now, whereas they used to before, 
try and rip it away a little by little. Gun control is an example like of that. Uh, let's get rid of fully automatic weapons. Then let's get rid of weapons with shorter barrels. Now let's get rid of let's get rid of maxim, uh, uh, high capacity magazines. Now let's get rid of guns. That, I mean that's how it that's how they they tear apart the Constitution when it's very clear in the Constitution about guns. They got to destroy the Constitution, and this is just another attempt. Okay, like I said, I hope you guys had a great uh, Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Visit Rumble. Type in Dumbasses Talking Politics and take a look at the new video I posted last week. Have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.